there is a gory detail that has been expurgated from the first scripture of this Mass, an unfortunate consequence of trying to streamline the reading so as not to take up too much of your precious time with overly long biblical passages, I suppose. But it's too bad, at least in this case, because the omission is an impoverishment in realizing the price that's to be paid for being an apostle of Christ. Now we were told in the reading that the apostles had been hailed into court, the court of the Sanhedrin, which is to say the supreme court of the Jews. What was not told is that the apostles had recently been working miracles in healing and delivering a multitude of people from demonic possession in different cities. And so, in a move to halt conversions to Christ, the Sanhedrin put the apostles in prison and set a guard to watch over them. However, at night, an angel appeared and opened the doors of the prison and led the apostles out. I find it interesting that this miracle of freeing the apostles when they were in prison, miraculously, that it bears a certain resemblance to our Lord in the tomb, coming out on Easter with guards keeping watch and our Lord emerging all the same. In any case, we find the apostles here once again after being set free, preaching and teaching about Christ, but now in the temple, the temple itself. And so a new charge was brought by the Sanhedrin against the apostles, and it was twofold. First of all, the apostles had dared to disobey the injunction put on them by the Sanhedrin not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus. And second, they were charged with inciting the people to have vengeance on their rulers for having killed Christ. So, it was before these assembled judges of the Sanhedrin. And in view of these new charges that St. Peter stood up and made this great speech that we heard, an impassioned response. He said, we must obey God rather than man. Now these apostles, in spite of their arrest and being thrown into prison, seem to have no fear in front of their judges. How can it be? What gave them that strength, that courage? The reason for it, for their valor, may be that they had already seen Jesus crucified, dead, 
and alive again in the resurrection. And also, perhaps they remembered that our Lord foretold that one day they would be brought before judges, they would be betrayed even by their families on account of their faith in Him. And so, they knew that they would have to suffer for Christ's sake and in fact would face death in witness to their faith. Now there's another part of the missing story. After a speech was given by a certain Gamaliel of the court, the apostles were ordered out in order to be scourged And they were warned, never again speak in the name of Jesus. And so, when our reading said that the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing, it didn't tell you, because it omitted this part, about this horrific scourging that had been inflicted on the apostles. Now, if you'd appreciate what that meant, According to the Roman practice, this scourging was that terrible 40 lashes less one. In other words, 39 blows of the whip, 13 on the breast, 13 on the right shoulder, and the same on the left. Without a doubt, this was a highly painful extremely degrading and intimidating form of punishment. All the same, the apostles left rejoicing afterward because, in the words of St. Luke, they had been found worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of Christ. I wanted you to have this more complete account of this passage of the Bible because you need to know that the cost of being a Christian can be very high indeed. Even after the abusive treatment done to these holy men as I just described it, they were not in the least deterred from their work. Every day, we are told, they went out to teach, and preach Christ again. So there was heroism and persistent determination on the part of these rugged men of God. They didn't care about counting the cost in the profession of their faith. In the end, they would be martyrs. Martyrs means losers in the sight of the world and only heroes for those who believe that there are rewards eternally for those who are faithful unto death. The Holy Gospel that I read also relates to suffering for the cause of the faith. Our Lord foretold that St. Peter, later on in his life, would be led off against his wishes, preparing Peter that he would die with his arms outstretched 
in imitation of his Savior's extended arms on the cross. Perhaps you know that St. Peter, like Christ, was crucified. Now, the relevance of this theme shouldn't be missed. As we are seeing our beloved Catholic faith mocked by some, abandoned by many who were once Catholic, as we are seeing it undermined, even by some in ecclesiastical authority, when we see our Catholic faith ridiculed for its archaic beliefs and manner of Catholic life, we're feeling the squeeze of an ominous, encroaching movement of persecution. It's a kind of passion for the church, which must be the shared lot of every true Christian who's made to live in an unchristian time such as ours. My constant exhortation to you is threefold. First, stay faithful to Catholic truth in doctrine and in moral teaching. Second, keep yourselves in a state of grace. And third, be at peace. In the words of the letter to the Hebrews, we find this. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. In other words, you've not done that much for Christ or for his church. But the time may soon come when you will be called upon to make that one great choice that will decide your entire eternity. Either you will be for Christ or against him. There will be no middle ground and there will be no escape from the test once that time comes. In the divine office I read yesterday, I found these words from 1 Peter. Christ suffered for you, rather for us, leaving us an example so that we might follow his footsteps. And so pray for perseverance. Perseverance in grace and perseverance with the suffering Christ in a faithful love until such time as he will call you from this life to himself. This is, I believe, what he meant when he concluded the, this gospel saying, follow me, follow me, in my passion.